welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and we are doing our fortnightly Maps US NOLA New Orleans recap. Me and Jessica Ann, welcome back. Thank you again for joining me. Hello. Thank you for having me. Look, the world is falling down around us rapidly, but we are keeping our heads above water by binging these shit shows on a weekly basis. I mean, honestly, it's my therapy. <laughs> yes, it is. I feel like that meme where the the dog is sitting there sipping the coffee and everything's a flame around him going, mm-hmm. this is fine. Yeah, this totally is fine. fine. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's all a lot. This was a doozy. So we're covering episodes five and six, and um, we are on the honeymoon in Mexico still. I mean, this resort, like, if nothing else, is just so nice to look at at a time where I'm in Melbourne in Australia. We are in stage four emergency lockdown. So I can only leave the house for groceries or to exercise within a five-kilometre radius. Um, So for me to look at this resort, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. I feel like I'm there. That water. And I'm in the U.S. in the state of Alabama in the deep south, and I am on the Gulf of Mexico. And this resort is just beyond beautiful so many fun activities and i'm sitting here on my couch going well today i went to walmart you know (laughs) (laughs) i know i mean did you at least buy like some taco ingredients or something (laughs) we can pretend we're there Well, let's start with our princess bride. Look, she wasn't looking that great these last couple episodes with her, yeah, out outburst at the production. Uh, a producer called her Christine and she lost just Christine Nah. And look, I kind of get it because people call me Christy or Kristen all the time. And right. I... Look, I don't like it. I like I I don't go so far as to say I hate it. It's like I get it, you know, whatever. But I don't know that I would be on national TV correcting them, being like, "It's Kirsty." <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And you know the production crew probably really does not like her. Oh yeah, because they they played that clip. Mm-hmm. You know, usually if they like you, they try to, sh- you know, give you a better uh, edit yeah. in it. And I, I guess they were trying to prompt a conversation because Henry's just sitting there nibbling at his food and he's not making eye contact. He's not doing anything. And my sweet Henry, as much as I like him, I get that he's shy. I get that he's reserved, but they're sitting at a meal. They're being filmed. And, you know, come on, Do man. something. Henry's just sitting there nibbling on his food and he's nodding his head and he's kind of doing this tick yeah. thing. His head just keeps kind of bobbing or something. And he's not trying to engage her in conversation. And she's just... He barely even looks at her. He can't even look at her. I know. 
And then she's just sitting there upright with this posture that I would die for. And <laughs> like there, and she's flicking her hair. And you know, inside her brain, she's thinking, tell me I'm pretty. Tell me I'm pretty. Tell, you know, aren't I pretty? Poor, poor Henry. He's in over his head. With this. I don't know about poor Henry. Like, he is everything look and I know 100% I'm projecting because there are qualities in him that remind me of my ex it's just like this really uh, unemotionally intelligent um, person that can't communicate and Henry is the extreme of that but it's like they call him the reserved gentleman it's past the point of reserved he is like terrified of the world and she's not asking him to go bungee jumping or like strip his clothes off and go skinny dipping in the ocean she's just asking him to go fucking paddle boarding and to have a conversation with her like it's not that much he is so tightly wound it's it's painful to watch yes it was it was so it was like the the honeymoon that caused a cringe around the world (laughs) the kayaking did you not pick up on that little bitchy vibe he had with christina when they were kayaking together yeah or canoeing (sighs) he was like no christina to the right get in sync and i'm like whoa whoa, yeah and he's like oh she's doing it wrong it's better i just take over and she can relax and yeah i i picked up on that and i was like okay like control freak in disguise over here yeah i don't know i just feel like he just needs to smoke a big fat blunt and chill the fuck out. Shoot some tequila. They I did mean, tequila. They blunt. made tequila shots look boring. How? They did. <laughs> How? <laughs> I just think that once they get back to New Orleans, and I think once they both go back to their jobs and start getting out back out into the daily grind. I think that's when it's really going to become evident that the matchmakers had the best intentions, but this, this relationship, this marriage is a dud. Yeah. This is an F for no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now. Um, yeah. I mean, Henry, final thoughts on Henry. He says at one point, if I never paddle, I'll never fall. I'm like, that is your life fucking motto. <laughs> yes like he needs that on a t-shirt because that just sums up his entire personality if i never try i'll never fail if i never jump i'll never fall i'm like god damn it henry i know he will i mean you can't stay in your comfort zone for and think that nothing will change if you just stay in this little like why did he sign up for the show honestly it's mind-blowing yeah so I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I have a theory that he could be a virgin and that pushed him to sign up for the show because he thought maybe, you know, he finds somebody that he could feel comfortable with, get them right. to be their wifey and lock it down. But even that hasn't been working for him. You know, he, he's if he's never approached a girl in a bar, how does he expect to seduce his wife? It's a, right. it's going to be a difficult road and for what, these two. 
I still have a tender spot in my cold heart for Henry, but I don't see how this is going to work out with Christina at all. Yeah, it's going to be tough um, for both of them. The one thing Christina did get right uh, in these last couple of episodes is seeing Brett for who he really is. So she actually sits down with her girl Olivia, Miss Sugar and Spice, and tells her, you know... I'm not sure about this guy. And to the camera, she calls him a fuck boy. She's like, oh, no, I wouldn't call him a fuck boy. I think he's just a, an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, you know, I thought at first, well, maybe we just got it wrong at the bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Maybe Brett was just acting out of nerves. But now on the honeymoon we're starting to see who brett really is and yeah christina read him for filth yeah like i mean brett tries to play this this image like he's better than everyone else he's the good guy because he won't he refuses to rate the marriage i'm like everyone's doing it like yes it's not probably the best way to rate a a the longevity of a real marriage, but you've been married five minutes. You've just met the person. Everyone's doing it. It's basically like, how are you going in this marriage? You know, and this is an easy way to do it. The producers have obviously asked them to scale their marriage from one to 10. Just play the fucking game. He wouldn't even, Brett would not even compare his spouse to a fruit. I mean, she's a strawberry. She's a peach. Pick something. (laughs) Uh, Going back to Christina for a second, I did like how she was like, Henry's probably just like an apple or an orange. Like, it's nice, (laughs) but it's not adventurous. It's nothing exciting. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. I was gonna say a banana, like yeah. when I was when I heard the conversation, I was like, Henry's kind of a banana. Everybody likes a banana, mm-hmm. but it's not like when you go for the exotic or something new or yeah. refreshing. No, I don't even think he's as, as as exciting as a banana. With a banana, you can you can put it in a smoothie, you can make banana bread, you can do you know banana pie, all this kind of stuff. With an apple, it's like you throw it in your lunchbox. Maybe you rub it on your shirt and take a bite, but generally you forget about it and it goes moldy. (laughs) (laughs) My mother used to keep a wooden fruit bowl on the table and she would always buy a bag of apples. And when we would say, we're hungry, we want a snack, eat an apple. And by then they were all bruised and warm. (laughs) Gross. Yeah. That's that. See, that sums up little Henry. And an apple that's been it's sat done. in the fruit bowl for too long and nobody wants it. <laughs> oh, God, poor Henry. We're going to get so much hate for that. <laughs> so, I mean, what do we think of Olivia and Brett? Because I at first thought they were doing really well, you know. They seemed yeah. to be good. They seemed to be good for each other. Uh, they were getting along well. They were both adventurous on eating the crickets and, you know, having a swim yeah. with Stingray, which, fuck no, um, that's what killed fucking Steve Irwin by stabbing him in the goddamn heart. No. That is some conniving ass shit. I'm not going putting myself near some sea creature that is able to oh. intelligently think, you know what, where's the best place for me to stab this motherfucker? Right. In the heart? Right. Hell no. That guy yeah. wrestles fucking yeah. sharks and crocodiles and he's been fine. He gets near a stingray and he dies? No. Hell no. 
no, rest in peace, Steve Irwin. R.I.P. So what went wrong with these two? When did it, so it really turned when he they had this conversation about how important communication was to both of them, and then as soon as he gets upset, he just shuts down and pouts, and he's like, Hoo, and he doesn't talk about it. And she just she's like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm going to take some time, and she walks away. The next day he does apologise, but I think the cracks are starting to show with these two. Right. He... I think um, what I believe turned the tide was the night they were, I think it was the first night of the honeymoon, they were in bed talking about um, how, what the, when was the last date they had each been on. And she says, I was in a relationship. We broke up three and a half years ago. I've been single ever since. And he's like, that's too long. That's a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I took offense to that because Same. I've been divorced five years. Yep. And it's, you know, people like Brett piss me off because it's not the fact that I can't get mm-hmm. another man to be in a relationship. The fact is I don't want the type of men that would quote unquote. Exactly. Uh, you know. I'm with right. you on that, that because, I mean, you and I both um, have been single five years, right? And right. I was I was the same. I'm like, he's talking to her like she's damaged goods. She's obviously taken that time to heal because she had her heart broken. Oh. And she even said that. And he was like, oh, I couldn't do that. I mean, he's talking about, it's, to me, it sounded like he's talking about sex and she's talking about yeah. a relationship. So he's like, oh, he thinks she's gone three years and like had her, had her knees together. I'm like, ah, girl's getting some. She's fine. Leave her alone. She just doesn't want to open yeah. her heart. <laughs> and she's a nurse practitioner. Yeah. I mean, that in and of itself is a long, that, that's some dedication. That is some long hours, girl. Then he says, well, I was engaged up until about a year ago and we broke up because she cheated on me type thing. I don't know if he told Olivia that part, but to him, like we talked about in the first episode, he's the type of person, break up with one, get up under another. On to the next, yeah. It's almost like um, shopping for a sweater, the way he describes it, you know. You just keep trying on sweaters until you find one that you kind of like and looks good on you. Yeah. And you can afford it. He was dating someone. He was on second date and then he got matched. So he said, what if there was a third date? And he's like, well, there wouldn't have been a third date because I got matched. And in his brain, he's thinking, we'll see how much I'm committing to you and this experiment is that I quit dating this chick that I just met and was spending time with. And then in her brain, she's like, wait, so you were actively pursuing other women up until you got tagged to be on this show. To me, it screams uh, that he hasn't, a year for a broken engagement is not long. Like, I mean, 
I mean, I know that I'm slow in the healing, but for me, like my heart's only just starting to get to the place where I might consider letting you talk to me, <laughs> not even like taking me out, you know, like it's a slow process for me. But somebody that wants to get married a year after a broken engagement, that screams he wants to win the breakup, you know, he wants to get married first before sh before his ex does and and beat her and show her how over it he is on national television it's not good like huh look at me see what you gave up yeah i see you being a jerk at the bachelor party i see you being a jerk to a perfectly good woman that could probably be the best wife in the world mm -hmm. for you and you are just acting like she's just this sorority girl at a kegger yeah She's looking for stability. She's looking for a real deal husband. Yeah, and someone that loves cats. Yes, well, he has, that's his one redeeming quality. One, mm -hmm. one. But yeah, Brett's attitude about uh, Olivia's income being more than his, and he says, this is going to be interesting when they get back to New Orleans, because he says, I work eight to four, Monday through Friday. So what's going to happen? This is my prediction. They're going to, she says, I work long hours. I don't have necessarily a nine to five type job. And my career is very important to me. So some nights I will come home. I will want to take a shower and pretty eat a little bit of dinner and go straight to bed. I eat out a lot. I don't necessarily cook. Well, he's off at four o'clock. She's not going to come home till let's say seven. Mm. So he's going to be sitting around playing with the cat. Yeah. And then he, it's just going to build to a resentment that, you know, he and she, God bless her. She was asking him, this is what really got her upset was she's like, okay, when we get back to New Orleans, what kind of things do you see us doing? Now he could have said, going for a walk on Sundays, um, having dinner with our Could mutual say friends. say anything. <sighs> He's like, oh, we're filming. Yeah, we're going to be filming. And she's like, we're not going to be filming all the time. Like, Brett, you know now, now we all know Brett is just in this for the, for the show, show. And yeah. I feel really bad for Olivia. Yeah, that, that was something that really hit her this episode, you could see. And it was like, fuck, I've got myself in this. I was I was really serious about the process. And then there's this guy that's just here, like we said, to be on TV, probably to stick it right. to his ex. All right, let's right. get into Bennett and Amelia. Look, same old, same old. Aww. Happy, happy, go, go. I happy, mean, happy, happy. Yeah, they're really cute together. They still annoy me, but... I'm happy that they're happy. <laughs> I, I am really, this is gross, but I'm really surprised they didn't like sit there and braid each other's hair. Yeah, you know? they, or, they will. Don't like, you worry. They'll get there. They'll be braiding uh, each other's head hair, armpit hair, and pubes. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be writing songs about it, and they'll be wearing their underwear to go swimming. I mean, it's they'll be <laughs> happy as can be. <laughs> I saw that. I wrote it down. I was like, is he swimming in his BVDs? Like, Terrible. wait, what? And, and I love Woody. Woody's just like, what are you doing in your damn drawers? <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's like, hey, if it was anyone else, I would have thought it was weird. But Bennett, you know what? He doesn't give a shit. He does not. He does not. But he's like, he's not on that level of Brett not giving a shit. No. You know what I mean? No, it's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. He truly is free. He is free in yeah. his swimming in his underwear. I'm sure if he could have gone naked, he would have. Like, he's living his best life here. That's what I was waiting for. And then Amelia sang him that cute little song. Amelia can sing. She like, nice I voice. could totally see her in, like, a little coffee shop in New Orleans just on a Sunday afternoon playing her little songs and just you know just vibing with her you know Bennett could be sitting there with a set of bongos (laughs) and just having a a chill day just you know just a Sunday afternoon in New Orleans it's so true um, yeah there's really nothing about them I really truly I don't even think her having to relocate will be an issue I think they want it to be, but I think they, the matchmakers have actually done well matching these yeah. two. It's going to work out. It's going to be fine. I just thought it was really cute when um when Bennett was saying, you know, she's like, why did you do the show? And he's like, oh, you know, YOLO. You only love once. <laughs> she's like, that's not what YOLO means. <laughs> And he's so thoughtful. He's like, I didn't, you know, I just took a guess what you wanted. So I ordered breakfast and it was exactly what she prefers. And they're just a very nice guy. And I'm really. For somebody like to think about ordering you breakfast, like if that is nice, like most people would wait until you woke up and then be like, oh, what should we have? I'm a person who wakes up starving. If somebody woke, if I woke up and somebody had ordered me breakfast, take it a punt. I would be so happy. I'm like instant love connection. So mm-hmm. I would be happy if they even, you know, just brew my coffee the way I right? like it. It's yeah. like, okay, when are we getting married? Like, hey, yeah. you're the one. <laughs> just boil the kettle. That's like my bane of my existence is having to get out of bed to boil the kettle, to wait for my coffee and all this, you know? Even if you just yeah. boil the kettle, I'm a happy gal. Oh, my God. Why am I single? I know. <laughs> The standards are so low. <laughs> Just show some effort, please. Anything. Man, oh, show the some worst. effort. Then it makes me happy. Yeah, Just he is lovely. I can't wait for them to get it on. But speaking of people I wouldn't mind watching getting it on, Woody and Amani. <laughs> That's my girl. Yes, Woody girl. Amani are just a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Amani is just a doll. She genuinely cares about the other couples. She does. She really cares about Woody. I mean, she is grooving with him. They are, and then Woody lost his wedding wedding ring. What was that, Woody? Oh my god. He went deep diving um, with Bennett and Amelia, and he comes up to the surface, and he's like. I lost my wedding ring and she wasn't even mad. It was so sweet. I know. Good on her. Cause I was like, uh Oh, that could bring tension into the relationship. But no, she was just like, God damn it, Woody. But they got over it. It's no big deal. Had a laugh about it. Now they just kind of like they're in joke, which I think is really cute. Amani asks Woody, um, you know, she's not as experienced sexually as he is. Yes. So he's like, 
all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm training her up in Woodyology. I'm like, I want to be trained in Woodyology. <laughs> I know. I want to do mean, that, Bachelor. Like, <laughs> you know he's gonna play some old Keith Sweat R and B. He's gonna have some Keith Sweat <laughs> playing in the background. Some Barry White. Oh, you yeah. know, get that groove on, and then she's gonna be like. <laughs> She's going to be down and dirty. She's going to be on Woody. I mean, it's it's really sweet to see them and and how they are learning about each other and they I and I love Amani because she's like, "I'm scared because this is so good. We're vibing so well, and if we throw sex into it right now, everything will change." Mm-hmm. And I get what she's saying. Like, it's so good right now. What if sex ruins it? And yeah. then Woody's like, but what if it brings it up higher than what it's already, you know, how good it is already? Sex is so, a curious um, beast because sometimes it can trick you into feeling like you're in love or, you know, like, yeah. so I think she's it's wise. True. Even for the first, you know, week or so, whatever it's been, to take her time. Yes. And you know what? Then she invited him into the shower and things got steamy in more ways than one. Everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah, and she's finally um, she's finally revealed uh, over dinner why she has trust issues and what her ex uh, did, finding out he was married. You know, so, but she was amazing. She's like, I just don't want want you to have to pay for some other guy's mistake, which I think is so wise. So wise. So good of Amani. She's got, she's got the right mentality Mm -hmm. about this. She's got the right plan going in that I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to give him every advantage and I'm going to go with it. And she's, I, I just think they are a great couple. They're fun. They bring all the the good vibes to every gathering when yeah. it's the couples. You can tell, like, the producers are like, come here, Woody. Come here, Imani. Look, these other couples, they're not they're not as good as you. You, you got to work the crowd. You got to build them up. You got to lead yeah. the conversation. You've got to bring up topics. It's on you, Woody. It's all on you, Woody and Amani. And Woody does Bring his little dance. He dances his way in there and he brings oh, yeah. the party. It's so good. Yeah, you're right. They definitely lighten the show a lot. Even just something as simple as um, Amani when she is kind of talking about – they're all at the table and they're talking about the, the rating, I think, of the relationships. And yeah. it comes up about Christina and Henry and she's like – Mm-hmm. Okay. Like she gives so yeah. much with so little. She you can, she's just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like obviously this couple is in trouble, but she doesn't uh-huh. need to say anything she's more. Just like, she goes, mm, mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get to our final couple, Karen and Miles. Look, the big Aww. these two kind of just um Keep on keeping They're on. There. I don't know about these two. Karen is almost too reserved because of her past. Her past relationships have been tough too, um, specifically right. her ex having a baby with another woman, which I'll never get over. Um, so she's very, very withdrawn. I think she likes right. him, but she's right. getting in her own way way too much. She didn't way too much. 
what did you think about her, uh, him opening up about his diagnosis with depression? Um, and she really didn't handle it that well. And she said later to the camera that she thinks that it's not masculine, which for me, I'm like, ding, 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 red flag alert. Okay, here's my rant. <laughs> yes. How dare she minimize something that is, he opens himself up, mm-hmm. he is vulnerable to her, he feels comfortable, she has built him up to a place of safety that he can be, he can be open and honest, he is handling his business, he acknowledges and recognizes this is what I am dealing with. This is not who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. This is a something that is part of me that I am managing. So you need to, this is a part of me. If you're going to be with all of me, you have to accept this part of me. It is nothing you have quote unquote done. There's nothing you can quote unquote do to fix it. This is how it is. And for her to minimize and bring it down to that level as to question his humanity and his masculinity, I wanted to scream. True story. After I had my son, my second son, my first husband, I was less than three weeks postpartum, and my husband flat out told me at the time, told me, you need to get on some happy pills or I'm probably going to leave in a few months. Oh, hell no. Yeah. So for... I feel I felt what Miles yeah. was feeling yeah. that it was like I just gave birth to your second son I you know and I'm not feeling my best right now and you're going to tell me less than a month after giving birth that I need to go to a doctor and get on happy pills or you're going to leave now like, I need to take deep breaths that pisses me off so much and look anyone who's ever listened to this podcast knows i got a few mental health issues rattling around up there if he's on medication and it's working and he's upfront about it and he's got therapy he good if she wants somebody that is this false sense of toxic masculinity that is like does she want the Brett of it all? Brett? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Brett with the big chest and he's pumping his chest like he's fucking King Kong. Uh, but inside, uh, he is the smallest version of a man. Or Henry on the other end of the spectrum who is so afraid of his emotions that he comes down inside of himself and like cocoons like a, like a little turtle. Like I don't want either yeah. of those men in my life. Miles, I would take nope. hands down above the rest. Any day of the week. The other thing I was thinking of is, okay, so when your ex-boyfriend had a baby with another woman while you two were together, you're telling me that you were so, like, together, like you never felt the need to lay in bed mm. for days? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And all you could do was cry? Yeah, okay, Karen. Literally. Okay, okay Karen. Karen. <laughs> okay, Karen. <laughs> Look, Karen, I think maybe she's just been a bit sheltered. Who knows? Who knows? Miles is beautiful. I hope that they come together and build a really good, strong relationship. I I still think they're going to come through at the end. Um, I just, um, I guess every couple has to have their bit of drama. (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. So look, where it's kind of getting to the point where the couples are getting to know each other properly now uh, at a little bit of a deeper level than just the shock initial attraction. 
and uh, it's getting interesting. We can we can see you know the the finally. cracks getting interesting. Finally, we can see the cracks coming. We can see where they're where they're thriving. It's uh, it's 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 getting good. So is. this is on if you're watching on Lifetime, 6 p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Time. Uh, is it it's still Wednesday, isn't it? Or did it move to Thursdays? Right, still Wednesdays. Well, it's Wednesdays, and then um, and then on Thursdays we're watching season seven of Married at First Sight Australia. That's right. Here in the so you're close to the end there as well. Yeah, yeah. So I've got two more yeah. interviews to release from Married at First Sight. I've got Drew, Sexy Drew, uh, who oh. was married to Casey. And I've got Michael, yeah. who was married to Stacey. But I don't know if you guys know this over there. Uh, after the show finished, Michael actually started dating Casey, Drew's wife, so that's all coming out as well. We talk about that. We talk about where that ended up. It's going to be fun. That's what's coming up in the future uh, couple of weeks, in the next couple of weeks. Jessica, thank you so much for chatting to me again. I love our little catch-ups and I just need to debrief on this. Kirstie. It's so good. Where are you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jersey underscore girl underscore in Bama. Uh, and then Facebook, I am Jessica Ann, A-N-N-E. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks.